Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy, Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. Unnamed in Transition <laughs> podcast. Which I think will be funny because I'm going to release these episodes like weekly. We're doing a bunch right now. And I feel like I'm going to, by the time I get to like this episode, we'll probably have a name. Oh, yeah. So, whatever. I'm enjoying this. Um, I'm Matt. I'm Will. And today we are talking about <laughs> some <Little Mermaid>. inter- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, across the Spider Verse, part one, technically, uh, which I was tricked into go into seeing the Little Mermaid. Um, a tricked, really? You didn't catch on at all? No, I had no fucking clue. So I did, I did not even put two. It was because I didn't even realize the movie had been like released. Like so, so I, for <laughs> the for the viewers at home, what had happened was. Melissa, me, Jenna, Courtney all made like, oh, we want to go see it. And we're like, oh, but Matt's never going to want to see it because he's like a man. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so Melissa's like, oh, I know what we'll do. We bought all the tickets already. And then Melissa buys him like a fish scale button up and she's wearing like, you know, leggings and pretty much just like, oh, we're just like meeting in Eaton Town. Like, like mermaid leggings. Like, yeah, mermaid leggings. Matt still has no idea. And she's like, oh, we're meeting at Jenna Courtney and Will in like Eaton Town for like funsies. And we meet in front of the 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 mall and in front of the movie theater. <laughs> Jenna and Courtney show up with crab hats. And we're like, he's like, wait, are we seeing the movie? <laughs> yes. We're going to see a little fucking mermaid. It took me a very, very long time. A to put very that together. long time. <laughs> so we had done seeing it, and it was. Uh, but not for nothing, the shirt that Melissa bought me. You actually it, like. I actually really like it. I've worn it a couple times since then. It's like, it's wow. Like, it's like, listen to your girl. She won't lead you wrong. I mean, most of the time. Ah! For gag. <laughs> I love you. And mind you, I'm the single one being nice. Invite <laughs> something fun. <laughs> so, um, Little Mermaid. This is my first thing. Is the original was 85 minutes long, right? A normal. <laughs> this one was two hours twelve. This movie my was qu- two over two hours long. But the thing is, where the fuck did the extra hour come from? Dude, because they didn't know. add anything. There yeah. was no. They they Prince Eric had one song, and that was it. Yeah. Where did the hour go? I don't know. Cause, cause even um, uh, what's it? Ursula, Ursula, the bad guy, right? The yes, okay, Jesus remember. Christ. Um, she only had one song too, right? Like Ariel had maybe three. But I'm saying all the songs like, from the original movie were there. They only yeah. added one, but the movie was an hour longer. Speaking of the original, okay, so just so I, f- this movie sucked. Like I fucking hated it. Um, 
but because it had women in it. <laughs> they made the Little Mermaid black. God damn it! No, like, I fucking, it was just a bad oh movie. Like, like this is a perfect example of like Disney's doing a lot of this right now. It, they just didn't need to do this. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, and there are there are some movies that Disney has transitioned from animated to live action that have worked really well. The Jungle Book being like I think the best example. Um, Lion King, not so much. You know, like this movie also did like did not need to be transitioned into live action. Did not work at fucking all for me. Um, and one of the things that like really like so. We all know the scene from the original, right, where she's singing uh, with I Want to Be Part of the World, whatever the, the song is, right? And there's like a big crescendo where she jumps up on the rock, you know, and the fucking splash. Right, and now out. for this movie, because it was live action, it looked like she was humping the fuck out of the rock. And not only did it look like she was humping the fucking rock, like the build up to get there because it was live action and they felt they just couldn't do it. Right, like, like I mean, she's kind of like clawing her way up the rock, you know, like into the thing, and then eventually, like, does the tricep push to like get up? Like she's doing a <laughs> workout. Like it, it just, like it just felt so unnatural, and like, like all just to get that that scene, right? Like it was like a very Zack Snyder moment, right? Like to go through all this work just to get the perfect shot that may is going to make people say, "Oh, look, it's the shot, it's the scene," and it just doesn't work. Like it's so bad. Yeah, it was. Um... They just made a lot of choices that didn't make sense to me. Um, like, for example, like, I didn't get how they don't show. I mean, I'm jumping kind of to the end of the movie, but whatever. Yeah, we're not missing anything. Right. They basically, there's like a half of a line about like, oh, Ariel, you have to be here for the people. Don't show any of the community that she obviously lives in. The only really mermaids we see besides her are her sisters and the dad. They don't show any of the community. And then we're supposed to give a fuck about them when they all randomly show up at the end. It made no, like all we, and mind you, the only way to rectify that, give us a half of like a two minute scene of her. Like, like how do they live? Like that's like, that's what I thought we were going to see fleshed out because even in the original, you didn't really get any of that. Like, do they live in caves? Do they sleep in hammocks? Like you could have fleshed out a, how does she goes to the market? You know what I mean? Or like in mermaid land, like what, what do, what is their way of life? That would have, I feel like been more interesting versus like, Oh, you know, Oh, the community, we don't see anyone. And then all of a sudden 75 mermaids show up at the end. Yeah. The fuck? You know what they they could have done? And then they could have, again, in the two hours, that this movie was, they could have solved it with a three-minute scene. Just redo. You know the scene in Beauty, the opening scene in Beauty and the Beast, when she's walking through the town and everyone's like, Belle, 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 hey, fucking Belle, we all know Belle. Just do a scene. It could be like 30 seconds of her going through town. And they're like, oh, this is oh, this is the princess that's like yeah. rude. Or again, like she's it, like, oh, yeah. Because I, I felt the exact same way. Like you've got uh, Javier, uh, Javier Bardem just cashing a fucking paycheck, by the oh way. Oh my God. Like as a Poseidon or the, the fuck his name King was, right? Triton. Yeah, King Triton, right? And her and her seven other sisters, because Poseidon's like a fucking womanizer, right? And then her King Triton, so you just told me his name. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. Um, and then, yeah, like, there's just no mention. And then, and then look, what, Sebastian's the only fucking talking crab? Flounder's the only fucking fish, right? Like, there's like, again, in the animated movie, you don't think of these things because you have that suspension of disbelief because it's animated. But, when they, but they want you to buy in that it's, yeah. everything's real. Even with, the, again, with like the, when she's underwater and she's flipping through the pages of a book that have been 
under highly pressurized water in the ocean for God knows how long, and the book just flips through the fucking pages. Right? Yes, Again, it was in odd. an animated movie, you don't care about something like that because it's animated. You don't think about it. But watching it real to have her holding a fucking book underwater, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Like, it, it was so irritating. It was. And when we were talking about the mer people, it was so cringy they so all look i don't even know what it was but like you see like little kids with the fins it really looked like the walmart one dollar special turned me in, <laughs> turned me into the mermaid that you like wear in the pool and then like and honestly my favorite part was so she has this sister it's the african-american one obviously representing like the african ocean well, it was or like whatever. the united nations was down there right like, but yeah. they, it's because each sister represents a certain right. sea and so you know at, gorgeous woman and then she they make her come out of the water and she looks like a drowned rat because she has all this voluptuous <laughs> high volume hair which looks great underwater or how they cg'd it yeah. but in that scene like everyone's like all the mermaids are kind of coming out of the water like hey bye like thank you for trying to unite us and she comes out and she's just like a drowned fucking well, rat. Even like King and Trent, i'm like too. oh god that's see, that's the thing that, like never works about these movies they can't like 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 in Aquaman, for example, right? Like when, when Jason Momoa comes out of the water and his hair is still like, it's fine because it's an action movie. You don't care. But in a movie like this, when you're paying attention to that stuff because there's nothing else fucking going on, mm-hmm. and you see the beginning, you're like, oh, they look ridiculous. But the other thing, again, that final scene was just like... You, Where the you, fuck were y'all the whole movie? And you, and you can't even believe it because... The, you know, the whole conspiracy, right, of her being a mermaid and, like, where she came from and all the wizardry that was going on, right, that was largely confined to what I'm just going to call the royal family, right? And then all of a sudden, so you have to think of it from the perspective of the people that were chilling on the beach waving them goodbye at the end, right? They don't really know all of the backstory. You right, have they to just imagine, know that the right? prince is leaving with this girl. And then all of a sudden... These fucking mer people are just there, and they're all just like, "Hey, hi, how's it going?" This is the first time that they're probably seeing these like creatures of the fucking sea, like, and they're all just like, "Oh, hey, yo, what's up?" They're like fist bumping and shit, like, "Oh, it just the whole thing was so fucking ridiculous." But again, in an animated movie, you don't care about stuff like that because it's an animated kids movie, and this movie that's clearly more targeted towards adults. Wait, because you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, that's the thing. I think the marketing was off because I'm like, listen, if you're trying to get asses in the seats for kids, you don't make the movie too fucking over two hours long. Ugh. Kids don't have that type yeah. of attention span. Like, if you're trying to target the kid demographic, then target the kid demographic and make it even a hundred minutes. You yeah. could add 10 minutes. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not, but the, and that's the part I don't get. Like, I still don't know where the hour was yep. because they didn't, I guess story-wise, they didn't add more story elements. Like you watch the Beauty and the Beast, the whole ten minute scene of the party happening, that was added because right. in the original movie, it was like you saw the stained glass and then and then it's going to Bell in the town. Right, like that made sense. Um, it was just, and then I will I will say though, Sebastian was funny as fuck. Sebastian was the best part of the movie, and the, oh, and the Aquafina uh, for Scuttle. Yes. Best and, two best characters in the whole movie, and so that and so that's the thing that annoys me about these movies too, right? Is that you they because there's this musical element to them, right? Because see, all right, so you got to separate different classes of actors. You got your voice actors, right? That which in this day and age is becoming more of a dying breed because they're always casting big name actors in what traditionally be voice actor roles, neither here nor right. there. Um, you've got your stage actors, your musical actors, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and then you're like, you're actors, actors. And in movies like this, when they cast these actors whose background is primarily in musical theater, these people cannot fucking act. They can sing wonderfully. Like, awesome, great. Mm. But like this, everything in between, I wanted to, for the most part, especially the prince, I wanted to rip my fucking eyeballs out. This dude could not fucking act. But, like you said, Aquafina's character, I absolutely loved because Aquafina, Aquafina is not a musical theater actor. She's a well, comedian first, right? Right. But she's an actor, you know, more or less, right? Her singing part was like terrible. Like, she's not a very good singer. But, but it was, but, but it, it made worked. sense. It made because sense. Because it made sense for the character. It made sense for the character, right? So, like, that's why, like, Sebastian, it was just, <coughs> it, it, when they make, again, they, they, they need to stop making these fucking movies and trying to put, it, it just doesn't work. Like, right. Because Lion King, I don't know if you saw Lion King. Did you see Lion King? No, because I didn't care. Because, it again, I feel so like with bad. these movies, it's like if you see in the original, you don't have to see this Dude, one. Lion King was unwatchable. Like, did they do the music in it or no? They did some music, yeah. It, it was, well, because it was Beyonce. You know, it was, just, it was, it was yeah. unwatchable. It was um, unfucking watchable. Speaking of not working, because Melissa promised we had to mention it. <laughs> it, it made no there was a part that made no sense was so Eric gets rescued from the ship and his adoptive parents are like listen honey you're grounded you're on lockdown don't leave the castle and it was almost comical because then he goes mom all right <laughs> and then literally it's like you count one two three he then starts singing a song about the girl I love and don't know who the fuck she is and literally on a boat like yeah, it turned like he's like oh I miss this girl and literally the camera turns and he's on like <laughs> sitting on the mast of a boat getting thrown water in his face and I'm like wait he just got told to not leave it was so and now he has a boat but then they never mention it it's not like she's like how dare you defy me it was just like oh okay oh god it was so which tell me that bad. like is, the things were happening in post and that's what tell that's what that tells me yeah. I, it was yeah. I thought Prince Eric was very, um, you know. Again, it's like in the in the animated version, you can kind of get away with like, oh, he was like enamored, but literally, it's like Ariel is there. She like disappears. Freaking um, Amber Heard, who I thought it was, shows up. <laughs> um, you know, Ursula's human form, and she's like, yeah, hey my voice and he goes oh fuck that bitch fuck Ariel I'm marrying you today yeah again in the animated version that's kind of how it happened but you just kind of went with it in the real version it's like this sounds fuck this is fucking stupid especially because they had that whole scene which again I don't really remember from the original maybe it was there where they're on the boat you know and like the kiss the the girl song yeah the kiss the girl song yeah like well yeah I guess that was from the original yeah but even that one was awkward because you're like literally like there's a hat behind him and it was also a little creepy because Sebastian's like, just kiss her. Yeah. And it, and like, just, just kiss her anyway. And they actually removed a lyric because in the movie, in their animated movie, it said, kiss her. She might not want to, but just do it anyway. I'm paraphrasing. Now, but yeah. they removed it to be like, kiss her um, because she, like, kiss her, but only if she, like, wants to. Yeah, only if she consents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they changed the lyric, but it still felt like they were forcing him upon her. Yeah, no, definitely. And it still felt icky. Well, you know what bothered me? When the boat gets tipped over and they just stand up. 
Like how, why the fuck how, were you in how the boat? Fucking deep, yeah, how fucking deep is this water, bro? Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, I just thought it was funny. like a bog. I remember. Like. I think I remember. I remember me and Jenna laughing at this part was when she, you know, gets rescued. She officially can't talk, and they're like dressing her, and like I guess because they wanted to make sure you knew, like she can still sing. and it gets like all black and murky, and she starts like singing her thoughts oh yeah it was i forgot about that right and i'm like oh okay because they just don't they want to make sure hallie uh bailey they like oh she can still sing though like but it was just so (laughs) awkward because she's sitting there she can't talk and then she's just like i'm sad like and it was just like i I, like right it was i would have must prefer like we just had an inner monologue from her and how did and how did king uh Triton? triton like he like died and then came back to life. Like did that happened in the original. I don't remember. I think yeah. Well, because the one thing they cut out was in the original. I don't remember like Ursula made them those little weird little like finger looking things. Oh yeah, like little barnacles or whatever. Yeah. And then when Ariel gets the staff or whatever, she makes them all people again. That's what it was. Yeah, because I remember. But like, they cut that out of this movie. Yeah, because he like it appeared that he died. Right, but she brought him back with the magic of the fucking spear which like they don't fucking explain i would i would have rather jason momoa showed up as aquaman to just like fucking lay the smack down on i will say it would have been better than watching aquaman yeah i will say melissa mccarthy was eight this role yeah she was she was made for that kind of role like that was very good casting um yeah, it's pretty much everybody except for like the main actors were good <laughs> were, like, i mean i thought hallie did an okay job i thought her singing was absolutely gorgeous but mm. Yeah, it was just again like her acting was. It was okay. Yeah, because again, it really it was, and it, 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 to me it really showed when um, she couldn't talk for like a third of the movie, right? And like she was just doing a lot of physical acting. And I'm like, she's not very good at this. Like, you know, it just is. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, whatever. Just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I saw it because I could talk about it. But woof. It was yeah. like stop, stop doing live action. I, I, but there's another. There's more coming. I mean, I mean, right now. Of course, there. There's a whole yeah. Right, but I, I don't know what the next one is because like the striking and stuff. Yeah, but, but they, they've definitely got a plan for. You know why? Because it's Disney's way to save money. Because again, you can hire a low-level writer to write a script off a movie that already has a script, and then that's it, and then Dude, it's done. I I could have written that script in a day. Like it's a fucking nothing. It's a nothing fucking script. Exactly. Did you see the Aladdin? Uh, the live action. No, I mean either. I one. didn't see Aladdin. I, I again, I had no because because that because at that point I had. Did Lion King come out before or after Aladdin? I think before. Yeah. So at, at that point I had. You're seen, over it. Yeah. I was like, I'm over it. And oh. also too, and it was like, like I like Will Smith, but like he hasn't really been in anything good for like a very long time. And no, his last good role was um, slapping Chris Rock. That was his last. That was his last proper role. I'm trying to actually remember the last time I saw a Will Smith movie that I actually really enjoyed. Um, but like, don't think too hard. I know, right? It's gonna hurt my head. Um, but also too, it's like, again, that's one of those things where it's like Robin Williams is the genie. Again, even though it's no Julina, one can top. You can't. You you simply cannot. Like you simply cannot top it. Um, and yeah, it just it wasn't. Wasn't it for yeah. me? Like this wasn't. I had no desire to see right. it. So, but like you said, Disney's going to keep on doing it, and we're going to keep on having to. You know, depending on what it is, I, I might suffer through another one just so we could record an episode like this where I can chill <laughs> over it. It's well, it's going to be a couple like, of years. <laughs> but, uh, so transitioning from movie like a must talk about a much better that movie. we didn't like to a movie that was much better. 
Spider-Man across, across the Spider-Verse Spider part, part one. one. Technically, right? I think I think they they did part one, but then they said, "Oh, the next one's gonna be called something else anyway." So yeah, who cares? They, they hadn't have it figured out yet. Yeah, but now, but then, I mean, I know we're jumping ahead, but now they because of everything they said, it's delayed. It's already delayed. Now you're like, "Fucking shoot me!" Like, right? Um, but this movie was. I didn't think they could do better than the last one because I like the first one was like first one was so, so good, good yeah. and innovative and. All this stuff, and I was like, "Which do you like better, though?" Just off the top of your head, first one or second one? I think the first one. Me too. The first one's dead. Um, I, I had a few problems with this one, honestly. Oh no, no, I agree. Yeah. So graphics, I think we can all agree. Just top gorgeous. Notch. They, yeah, it's beautiful. weird. They like stepped it up a they notch, did. but I don't know what they did specifically. Right. But, but you could just tell it was a step up, and I think it was just like even little things of like the way Spider Punk looked, like how he always looked like that, like Sex Pistols poster almost. You yeah. know, this like kind of like hodgepodge poster and it was but even like this little aura around him was always like you know always clicking and i felt the exact same way because i'm like i don't know what it's like it's the same animation style right same anime sony animation like same studio like same thing right and i'm like i felt the same way like what are they doing differently here that has me like have such a bigger boner for the animation in this movie like it was so i i could have watched yeah like the movie could have been four hours long, and I would have just been I, just the animation. I also for. like for you know normally even we were just complaining about Oppenheimer being long. I actually liked that this was longer. I feel like it allowed for some things to breathe and some yeah. story to really come through and not get rushed. Like you know you watch like you know the old school Disney movies. It's like there's no room. It's go 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 because yep. it's for kids. I get it. But this one, it was, it was two and a half hours. And I was like, I don't remember. It didn't feel like two and a half hours. Right, exactly. And yeah. then I think about it, like, I think I read, like, something that it's, this is one of the longest animated movies. It's got to be, Like, that's yeah. been, like, theatrically released, yeah, like, ever be. made. Animated movies usually aren't that long because, it, it, I mean. Because it it's had, expensive. Yeah, and it's expensive. And it had a really, I mean, the story had a lot of different elements to it because you got to spend more time with other characters, right? right. Which is I mean, why I, I think it, yeah. which is why I think it didn't feel as long as it was because in the first one, you, it was you, all miles. It was all miles, right? But this and one, like, like we had like Gwen, I loved how they pushed kind of, yeah, I feel she like she had her whole separate plot. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like miles was the main character in number one and yeah. everyone else was the side. This movie, I feel like they kind of boosted Gwen to main character. And I really liked her storyline. It was great. I loved her storyline. The whole thing, with her father and you know you know Captain Stacy which is like you know as a as a huge mark for Spider-Man anytime you get to see a story like that where Captain Stacy didn't die is always a cool thing right. because it's cuz in the comic books right he died you know right, pretty exactly. early on in Spider-Man lore right um and obviously Gwen is never a hero in the the main canon right. like but having that anytime anytime you get to tell a story of the relationship between a hero and that hero's parent who, for one reason or another, doesn't approve of the hero's actions is always a way to tell a good story. Because in this case, right, it was he didn't necessarily approve of Spider-Gwen as a person, mm -hmm. but didn't know that it was his daughter. And then when he finds out, right, and he quits the force, the whole thing, it was a really fucking good story. Yeah, And I loved how, and it was obviously all, excuse me, all intentional, like Gwen Stacy's world is this sorry, like watercolor yep. type of thing. And just the smart moments of like, 
like when she comes back after he finds out and he's like, she realized he has quit the force because he doesn't know. And they're just looking at each other and she just really needs her dad to be there. And they hug. And then you see like the background, like, Explode! Explode! Oh, so it was just a little so pop of color, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's pop of so color. It's just like good. the energy, like it was so smart, and I really loved her storyline and Miles' storyline. Not even just like I'm, I'm talking the the non Spider Verse part of it. Just yeah, like, the real shit. The like his before of him, like I mean, you know, he's not Peter Parker, but the Peter Parker side of Spider Man. Yeah, the you know the Miles Morales side of Spider Man. Um, I thought it was so interesting because, like, you know, they aged him up a little bit. He's like, he knows what he's doing right now. He's not so much like fumbling like he was in the first movie. Um, and then under, like, really that whole like, what the Spider-Man is about is like, how do you juggle having a life and doing the hero thing? Because Iron Man and Tony were one in the same. Yeah. They didn't have really quote unquote separate lives. But that's why I think people love Spider-Man because they really make it a point like. He's trying to live a normal life and to be a hero. A lot of heroes in Marvel don't do that. Well, that's why I have to say, so I don't know if you've ever heard my take on this, but have you ever read the original run of Miles Morales comics, like when he was still in the Ultimate Universe, the first run of Bendis? In comics, no. Okay. Um, It's trash. Oh, really? Okay. The, The first, like, three major story arcs, like, I don't know how many issues it is, probably 30, 35 issues, of Miles Morales' character is... The hottest garbage. I fucking hate it, and I'll do a whole separate podcast on oh, why wow. it's trash. It's it's cheap storytelling. It's bad storytelling. Miles Morales is nothing but a, a cheap imitation of Peter Parker with more powers to make up for the fact that he's a fucking idiot. Um, and I hate it. I hate the storytelling. It's so bad. They unceremoniously, spoiler alert, unceremoniously kill Miles Morales' mother with a Venom character, oh. which has no connection to Miles Morales at all, a very loose connection to the Spider-Man of that universe. It's so fucking bad. Interesting. But into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse. And Miles kind Morales... Kind of rectified is, that. Yeah, Miles Morales in the comic books has since become a much better character. But his initial run of popularity, I couldn't understand why people liked him because he had a cool suit. That was about it. He was a fucking stupid character. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The way they've done him in the movies in particular is the way he should have been done from the get because I mean, yeah. it's so the like everything you just said, so much better storytelling in terms of him balancing as a younger right hero in general. Right. And I love um, I love how he's very much not Peter Parker. Not Peter Parker at all. Like he, he has both parents, they're that. both there. He didn't does yeah, he has a little bit of the trauma with his uncle and the prowler yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's still just a different vibe, like him and Aunt May versus him and his mom. Two right. very different things. So let's talk about that shit because this was one of my favorite. Oh, parts I knew it. I life. so I we saw this separately. But I remember watching the movie and he's like getting confronted by like Miguel and he's just like, Wait, my dad's gonna die. I gotta get back. And he goes, Hold up, hold up. As Spider-Man, we've realized there are canon events. And the fact that he is at canon events, and the fact I was like, Oh my god, Matt has the biggest boner right now because have a fucking podcast called Hit in the Water. You know what I mean? I'm like, and he goes, and pretty much like, like every Spider-Man has to experience and a big loss that just happens in every one of our stories for some reason. And he was like, I don't accept that. And he goes, you have to. Like that was so 
just inspired. So that's honestly the part I hated about the most about the movie. Really? Yes. I thought you that would be the part you loved the most. No, because oh, shit. Here, so here's why I will tell you. A gag arena. So Spider Man as a character, Peter Parker in particular, right? And honestly, and they and they, they did touch on this in the movie, right? All Spider Man in one sense or another are are defined by that moment, right? That tragic one tragic moment, and you know, in Peter Parker's case, he's got a lot of them, right? Um, you know, Uncle Ben was the first, and you know, Gwen Stacy, Captain Stacy, and countless other people since then. Yeah. But the other defining trait about Spider-Man that comes from the initial incident, in mm-hmm. Peter Parker's case, Uncle Ben, <clears throat> is that they are going to do, no matter how stupid or foolhardy it might seem, they are always going to do what they feel is right in order to save a life. So this is where my primary problem with this movie comes in. Mm -hmm. I can understand Miguel's perspective, right? Of him being like, nope, you got to let the shit play out. Right. Because 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 if when you move things, shit gets weird. Exactly. So that's fine for Miguel's character to be that way because he's a little fucked up. That's fine. But, the fact that he is somehow convinced these hundreds of other Spider-Man oh. of that exact same thing. So you want to tell me that one Spider-Man has this kind of twisted logic? Fine. Even a couple, ten, let's say. Oh, but, but when hundreds and hundreds are like, oh, yeah, all cool. I'll them, let yeah, all of my family die. That okay. all of them are willing to do that, that is like that does not ring true for me from a Spider-Man character perspective. And they kind okay. of rectify it at the end a little bit, right? When Gwen Stacy is like, nope, I'm on your side. And they show, you know, Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Pig and all the that, characters yeah. from the first one coming up to show him. But the fact that there was just like so many of them so willing to seemingly blind, seemingly blindly follow Miguel's kind of twisted perspective mm-hmm. on this, that was because they're, they're always like there's got to be another way there's got to be another way there's got to be another way and that's what miles said and that's what all the spider-man most of the spider-man should have been saying so the fact that all of these guys were so just willing willing to do that and, that then, and it's like and right, then, for me. right and then miles just happens to be the only like, one he's the like only can one I just yeah. ask like and he's like can i just like ask a question right. like everyone's like okay yeah like, now if you had told now if you if they had positioned it where it's like Miguel and he's just got an army of fucking regular ass henchmen that are not Spider-Man. Fine, that makes a lot like more spider sense. Clones, whatever. Right? Yeah, but all these Spider-Man, like it just that—that that was my biggest beef with the movie. I had a serious problem with that. Yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. See, I think I was also like the movie suffered from. They were like, "Oh, we're so excited to do it," and they overplayed it because, like, as much as I love the Spider HQ, I felt. That it was a little much. It was that, way too much. And you that, couldn't figure out. You couldn't. Uh, there, you couldn't get all the Easter eggs. Wait, and the fact they said, "Oh, it took two years for that chase scene alone," and I'm like, I feel, and I feel bad for the animators for saying this. So I'm like, but you couldn't even fucking tell what was happening half the you time had because no you idea. had because instead of five characters chasing him, you had fifty, and yeah. they all got lost in the when sauce. You have, when you have to read like a comicbook.com article where people are like freeze framing each frame to be like, oh, that, that, that's Spider-Man, that, that's Spider-Man, that's Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I'm, that, it was, that I'm it, lost. It I'm was lost. like they had hundreds. It was hundreds. a little, it was too much. Way too much. Because I'm agree. sure, because what, ended, what I realized what I was doing is I was caring more about who was chasing him 
than the actual storyline of him trying to get away. I was like, oh, whatever. I'm like trying to figure out, oh, who's that? Oh, who's that? Who's that? Yeah. And I'm not even watching what was Miles was And especially doing. for me, because I, I was especially paying attention to that because I'm sitting there again looking through the lens that I was just explaining. I'm like, all right, why are all these fucking Spider-Man chasing? There's got to be more than just Gwen who realizes that Miles right, is They're right. all chasing him because he doesn't want to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like for me, that would have been a prime maybe opportunity they, to have some rebellion, some dissension in the ranks. Right. The only, I mean, and the thing is, they could have actually explained that away with one throwaway line of like him being like, wait a minute, all these people were just okay with their families dying. And all Miguel would say is, they tried it, and their reality got destroyed. Exactly. And they live here because they don't have a reality that to go back to. So That's all much, they, that would have been so much better. Right, because now... You understand the motivations of all characters. Because then it goes, no, we're chasing after him, not only because we don't want another reality to go, but because we, like, I know what it's like. And I want, and we have too many realities. The multiverse is getting fucked right now. Speaking of the multiverse getting fucked, let's ask this question, because this will, I think, come to light in the second one. Yeah. Is the Miguel we see in this movie, is he telling a true story? about his background or about his daughter about his daughter or my theory is mm-hmm. that you know so so so, so let's back up for a second. so yeah, the story yeah, yeah. he tells in the movie right is that he uh he comes into that other world there's the other miguel that's already there that miguel dies by seemingly natural causes and he kind of steps into his life to raise a daughter right time you know whatever catches up with him and fucks the whole universe yes is that story true or what i think is that Miles, or I'm sorry, that Miles, that Miguel killed the Miguel of that universe in order to have a daughter again. That's got to be what it is, right? Like, I feel like that might be the like the dun to the moment. He's too much of a dickhead to to be like, you know, like, oh no, I just want to raise my daughter. Like, he's too much of an asshole for that. I think he killed the Miguel of that Earth, um, and then yes. just took his place in the time shit caught yeah, up with them. But it's interesting when like time caught up with him, but it doesn't catch up with Miles. Like Miles only gets to the HQ. Because he, like, Gwen left the portal open for an extra second. Yeah. But then, as, which was one, actually one of my favorite moments in the movie, when they're, you know, building the time web to send him back to where he's supposed to come from, and they send him to 15, because that's where the spider came from. Right. And then you realize he's in this reality with himself, who is the prowler, which I was like, fool. I was... I was that, like, I was that like, was some cool shit. I was like, fuck yes. But then again, you kind of they contradict themselves because if Miguel's like, oh, because I wasn't supposed to be there, time was like, fuck you. But Miles has been Spider-Man for a couple of years now. How come time never came for his ass? Exactly. Unless it maybe it's just how long you're there, because it seems like he was there with his daughter for a little bit before time, right? Quote unquote. Think, yeah, came I think they have a lot him. of questions to answer with that for sure, because you don't really know. Yeah, like it's maybe there is a time limit on it, because yeah, his universe hasn't collapsed in on itself yet. Right, right because if you think about it, Miles existing in his current timeline is an anomaly. Right, and then and you saw what happened in like. The, this is one of the other issues I had, you know, in, uh, you know, Mum Patton, you know, uh, you know, the uh, Indian yep. Spider-Man. He saves Captain Stacy. And within 30 seconds, the floor starts whole, falling yeah. out and all the spider people have to show up and they're trying to. It was 30 seconds where he fucked up and changed on the timeline. So now this spider leaves 15 
and bites Miles when they're not supposed to, and New York was fine. Yeah. Which, which and also, Universe 15 also is, I mean, I want to say fine, right. but the Miles there just becomes Prowler. It's not like the, that reality is not shaken. Which leads me to believe that what you're going to, the way they're going to resolve the story is that Miguel's perception of how is wrong? shit wor- is wrong is wrong oh you know what though i kind of like that now that we're like talking about it like that i kind of like that when he was like no it's fixed points in time and miles goes but listen i got bitten i've been at spider-man for two years my reality is fine bro that's what i'm saying and then he goes oh fuck wait a minute yeah you're right his, his and i kind of like that he's just proven wrong yeah like i think i think that's what it has to and be. then when it's like but then what happened with you know oh wait he you saved gwen and that reality went and it goes we don't know. I, I, I mean, they can literally just be like, it's a multiverse. We don't know. So here's my here's my theory. Theory. Love this. Here's what I think. Here's what I think they should do. Yes, yes. I know what they're going to do. Yeah. Because there have been talks about a live action, right, Miles Morales character. And, you know, you got that nice um, Donald Glover Cameo. Oh, I love that. It was so right. good. Yeah. Which you have to assume is the Donald Glover we saw in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Right, 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 right. So here's my theory. Because they, and this would be like big brain shit for Marvel if they did this. Um, the In Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yes, which they mentioned in this movie which Correct. i thought was fun and in that movie you hear so that so that connects these two universes right um and they talk about the incursions right we know secret wars is coming the whole premise of secret wars is based around these incursions where mm-hmm. universes are colliding with one another quite literally and one universe lives and one universe dies. That's the whole concept of the of the incursion, and it's being unnaturally caused by other you know space forces, right? The engineers right. and the the whole thing. You got to read Jonathan Hickman's run. It's a whole fucking complicated thing. Follow Matt Reed's comics for more. Um, but <laughs> um, so what I think should happen and what could happen based on the way everything is laid out is that Miguel is wrong about his whole canon event thing, and the reason why these other universes are collapsing is because of incursions. And they just so happen to be, for the most part, centered around some of these events. So that would explain why Miles Morales' universe, even as an anomaly, has continued to exist because it hasn't come across an incursion point yet. But Indian Spider-Man, his universe immediately collapsed because it just happened to come across an incursion point because incursions are arbitrary. They just kind of... Fucking happen, right? Right, which low-key it's kind of touched on about exactly, incursions. Right? And so the, I think that that can explain why my uh, why Miguel would be wrong about his thing because mm. it's not the canon events that are driving these collapses, it's incursions. That's my theory. And then All that right. gives them and that gives them an avenue to bring this into the live action world. That's you know I th- I think that makes the most sense. You heard, you heard, you heard it here on the, on the podcast. But, who, but the way the strike is going, I don't think we're gonna get another Marvel movie for like six years. I know. Can we? Can they fucking figure this shit? No, no, no. Out. It's not about figuring out because you know who figured it out? A twenty four. A twenty four is one of my favorite. Yep. Uh, film. We got to go see that new movie they have come out. Uh, Talk to me. Is that what it's called? Or was... Oh, you mean the movie I already saw? Yo, you fucking cocksucker! 
You can't go see these movies without, without contacting me anymore. I know. I'm sorry. It's just I have a day off and I just go. God damn it, world. Um, was it good? Oh, it was fucking amazing. Right. Um, so but apparently, I read like a very quick story. I didn't like read into it, but apparently A24 has already said, oh yeah, we'll meet all the demands. And so apparently yeah. A24 is one of the only studios that is actually like filming things and doing things because Cause they're whatever, fucking smart. Because the strike people, like they're like, if you work with us, like all the demands are met already. Yeah. And, and which tells me that a24 is worth like 180th of Disney. So if yeah. A24 can meet these demands and doesn't go under as a company or like a whatever movie studio, that just well, says that this is all about yeah. corporate greed. Exactly. That that that's one of the things that like you know I I I very frequently argue the point about you know when you, especially when you talk about inflation, it's corporate greed versus not. Like it's 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 really not in most cases. This is 100% corporate greed because there's absolutely no way that you can tell me that these studios cannot still stay afloat by meeting these demands. There's absolutely zero way that right. that's I don't think I, these possible. actors aren't they saying just want more money. Right. It's not like these actors are like, oh, you need to pay every actor a hundred million. That's on. Yeah. No one's saying that. Yeah. It's saying that like, okay, like people. I think a lot of people. What's nice now is kind of what happened. I mean, two very different things, but you'll get my analogy here. So when COVID happened, fucking horrible. But when COVID happened, a lot of people, I don't think, understood like what nurses did, yeah. right? At least this is coming from me. So then COVID happened, then people go, oh, wow, like nurses do all this? Yes, we do. Yeah. And so people understood a little bit more. So I think is the bridge I'm trying to make is now with the striking and people talking about like residuals, people had no clue what that was until they'd be like, oh, yeah, I got paid a million up front. But that like, or maybe I'm a smaller actor and I got paid 50 grand up front that that's one year and I might not work for a year. It depends what happens. And I have residuals and I rely on that to residuals to pay my bills. And so like someone like me who's a light person, like, Oh, I didn't know that's how it worked. So what's nice is kind of bringing this kind of into the public space of people understanding like how things work. Yeah. Um, also I love how this is being headed by Sean Asset and Fran Drescher. I know, right? It's so fucking good. Fucking well, I, and I thought Fran Jesher was just loud. And they're like, no, she's literally the president of Sagatra. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I mean, she is loud. But she's I know. also. No, but like, I thought yeah. she was just like an outspoken voice. Like, right. no, she's the fucking president. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And then Sean Aston's out there doing an interview every day with somebody. The most random couple. But it's. And the thing is, is like, I think it's going to work. I mean, like they said, the last time writers went on strike was like the. Um, 2008. Well, yeah. Was that writer? Oh, yes. It was 2008. Strike, yeah. The last time SAG went on strike was the 80s. Oh, yeah. SAG hasn't been on strike for a very long time. But yeah. the last time that both went on strike was like the early 60s. Yeah, probably. Like, that's how long it's yeah. been. And the thing is, is like the way like the way social media and everything is, I feel like they're like, oh, we'll wait. But I did read something that was so shitty where it was like some like um, CEO was like, Oh, we'll just wait them out because they'll just starve to death. Like they basically said, "Go ahead and it was keep striking." David from Warner Brothers. He's but, but it was one of those sucker. like basically said something like, "Well, we'll just wait them out because we already have money. They're not making any money, so eventually they'll just have to like stop striking because they're gonna have no money to pay their bills, to keep the lights on for their mortgage, and then they'll just all become homeless, and then they have to stop striking." Like. Someone, it was like, I'm paraphrasing heavily, but it was something like that. Yeah, no, I was it's, like, it's holy shit. I mean, like, like you said, I mean, it is primarily a case of corporate greed with these guys because 
they an A twenty four is a perfect example of that because they are are worth nothing compared to what some of the other major studios are. And it's very clear they're just in it because they like to do this. They like to do this work, and they're content making the money that they make, and they make good money. But you know, it's not this. It's not Warner Brothers money. It's not Disney money. And these major studios just need to fucking knock it the fuck off. And I think, and it's funny because they're gonna start hurting because, like, I mean, I'm already starting to see it on like TV, right? So you know me, reality TV show connoisseur. Right. So there's a show called Big Brother. Yep. It's usually a summer show, meaning it premieres in June. Run. It's basically the show between Survivor because Survivor runs like you know like. February to May, Big Brother's like June to August, and then the the second episode, second season of the year is like September to December. So it's always like a, it, so they always have like a reality show going, right? right? This year, Big Brother just premiered two days ago. Shit. Because, and they end, oh, they're saying this is a historic season. It's the longest season of Big Brother yet, 100 days. So the, now they have Big Brother going on pretty much up until the week bef- week before two weeks before thanksgiving holy basically shit. because then once big brother goes out there well now it's holiday now season it's holiday. who cares fuck off yeah and like like it's so this is what they're because they have nothing they have nothing and yeah. even cbs i've noticed so what's happening this year is so survivors coming back in september survivors always been a one-hour show not a big deal it's coming back with the amazing race another one-hour yeah. show this year Survivor and Amazing Race, they pushed them 90-minute episodes. Stop. For the first time, and Survivor's been on for 44 seasons. Amazing Race's been on for 24 seasons. They're doing 90-minute episodes for both of them because now they can now do, here's our three-hour primetime block for our Wednesday slot. Here's three hours because they have no scripted See, shows. This is like what I know... I know that you love reality TV. I know you're I so just, upset, but I love it. Like, cause I, 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 like, I very vividly remember when the last writer struck. Oh, in 2008, happened. all these crazy reality shows came out, and it was like, and I just remember being like, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh, it's the writer strike. And then when this yep. writer strike came out, I was like, when it happened again, I was like, no, 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 because reality TV is taking hold so much, and I'm like, no, like we don't need. Oh, like just no fucking because there's but that's the thing because reality TV is there's no writers you don't need need a writer yeah and you don't need actors yeah because I mean you might cameramen are on strike like you know right because yeah because you're a union and it's fine uh, the only thing is you need like a host yeah and that's the only iffy thing with reality shows but there's ways around there's ways around there's ways around that so that's why I'm like oh it's so like I would rather watch I'd I'd rather watch hours of the worst scripted television. Then watch reality TV. I just like, uh, I like I yeah. So can't. it's interesting to see where this goes. But it's not even, and it's not even. I, I want to clarify too. I'm talking like trash reality TV. Like I love watching my cooking shows, you know, and like yeah, it's not like Vanderpump. Right, learn. So, yeah, exactly. Like Vanderpump, Kardashians, like stuff like that. If all those people just disappear tomorrow, like in a Thanos snap, I wouldn't care. Like it just, they just are horrible human beings. I hate all of them. Everything on Bravo, just the worst. Um, but I know, I just I just like I need this to. I need this to fucking end. I need my fucking scripted content. Like it's just so. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's gonna be interesting, especially with Marvel, because like we have the Marvels, but then. I know like, what, else, the what next, else do they have in the bag? Nothing, right? because yeah. everything else was in pre-production exactly. and got shut like, down. Oh, so fuck. like, even if like the writers' strike was to end tomorrow, they're still so behind. I know. I fucking and then like, and, and it's gonna be and, and like, that's why they pushed loki to november so like all right so we kind of got marvel the rest of the year well see and that's the thing i need to understand too like i can understand warner brothers uh holding out because a warner brothers is a is a floundering fucking studio 
and David Zaslav or Zaslav, whatever his name is, yeah. is a class A fucking cocksucker who does not care about anybody involved in the creative process. He only cares about money. Yeah, it's always been Bob that. Iger, I always thought at least had a little bit more class than that. No. Nope. But he at some point is going to need to understand, at least from a Marvel perspective, that that's your bread and butter. That's bro. your bread and butter. And a lot of the stuff that you've got planned, like, like, guess what? Like people age, like people, you know, right, like, so for example, look at, um, I did actually see this one in theater too. Elemental. Yeah. Like that was a Disney Pixar. They always use it. It bombed. Yeah. And that had Disney's name on it. And then it's like, and that was for kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw it. It was cute. It was like, but it was kind of like, I've seen, right. if you've kind of seen a bunch of Disney Pixar, you've kind of seen them all. Seen them all so yeah. that's why I think it didn't do well. But I'm like, but let me tell you, a Marvel movie will always make a minimum, a minimum 800,000. Easily. I mean, 800, 800 million, million. Excuse easily. me. Easily. Easily, easily, easily. Even like and the, even shitty fucking Quantum Mania made yeah. like 600, 700. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're always going to make money. But the, the thing I was saying that too is that like they, they have to like, you know, the, the way their schedule is parsed out, right? And they have these movies like they, they need to keep the schedule in place because eventually, especially with some of the bigger names they have attached to their movies, there's going to be scheduling conflicts. There's going to be issues. Right. You can't just pause for six months and expect your actor to be ready yeah, to go. Exactly. So they really need to figure. And I, I, what, what I'm getting at is that. I, I clearly know now that, you know, Bob Iger just is no much more than a corporate cocksucker than everybody else. But at some point, he's got to be like, okay, I, you know, a, a lot of money is better than no money, right? Like, because that's what's going to end up happening with these mm-hmm. movies if he doesn't fucking get his shit together. Like, so it's just very, it's very interesting. Again, like I said, I, I can see, I can see Warner Brothers acting the way they are. Yeah. Did you um, saw what they did at Universal? So where they were striking. Oh, they cut the trees there down. There was all these trees. Yeah. And then, and literally the city of Los Angeles is like, that city property, we did not approve that. Yeah. So now they're about to get them. I mean, it's, it's, they're going to give them a fine. It's going to be a yeah, slap but, on the wrist. But like, yeah, right. it's so fucking shitty. Yeah. So far. And, 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 and them too. Like, Universal, especially. We, if you stop making Fast and Furious movies, where's your fucking revenue coming from, guys? Right, exactly. Like, what other movies are you making that so, are so fucking blockbuster breaking? Like, come on. Right. Like, ugh. It's, yeah, but that's why, I mean, I think what's happening now, like, with the striking, and there's there was a lot of nurses' strikes recently. I think, like, the 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 general person's, like, we you don't have to sit by yeah. and watch this corporate greed. We can try to do something and stick it to them. Because just today... Um, Robert Wood in I saw that in yeah. Brunswick. Two thousand nurses walked out the hospital today, yep. and mind you, that was with because like how it works in the nursing world is in your union. You say, "Oh, the contract negotiation has dropped." You go, "Okay, we're going to strike. We're putting it, and it has to be ten days' notice." So you say, "We're going to be striking on the fourth. So starting for today, you have ten days to figure it out." And then what they do is go, "Oh, fuck off!" And then guess what happens? Today was day eleven, yeah. so it started today. Yep. And um, I know a nurse that worked that's worked at Robert Wood. They said, "Oh, last time I went on strike, it lasted seven weeks." So, God forbid, if anyone lives in New Brunswick and yeah, has to go right. to the hospital, the whole hospital it basically becomes like war nursing. Yeah. It's like, listen, you're gonna get meds, and I'm gonna keep you safe. Are you gonna get washed? Are you gonna get to the bathroom on time? Are you gonna get a clean bed and a clean gown? Don't know, but you'll be medicated with what you need, and we'll like keep you safe. That's really all we. Are you going to get a hot meal? Probably not. Yeah. It's like war nursing. It's insane. 
Jesus. I love this shit though. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, so we're talking about Spider-Man. We got fucking yeah. totally but, fucking... But, but, but it makes sense because Spider-Man, the next one is, that I was right, that I'm very excited delayed, yeah. for is because of this. Delayed, yeah. And I loved how they combined at the end, like they're kind of kind of binding movie one and movie two teams. Cause like seeing like Dude. Penny and Noir and Spider-Ham, I was like, fuck yes. Cause I wanted to know where they were this movie. That was my biggest thing throughout this movie where I was like, again, I, I, I didn't dislike it, but the entire movie, I'm like, where the fuck? I just need a throwaway they... line of where they all are. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause especially since they, cause they you know, they're so heavy into right, And it's like, if they were at spider HQ, like, they weren't part of the people running after right. them. So they're already like the rebels of the group, which I love. And I bet, I bet you they're going to be again, probably leaning more into that. The, the plot twist, like I was saying before, you're probably going to find out that all of that OG team, right. And probably Hobie too, are anomalies also, which is why they weren't at HQ. Mm, you know, so I fucking love spider punk. Oh, dude, Hobie was so great. I thought it was interesting. Cause I've never read a spider punk comic before like i've never like read about him in a comic i thought it was interesting that he was hobie brown because hobie brown in the comic books at least in canon is the prowler um, oh interesting yeah so like main 616 marvel hobie brown is the prowler he's always been the prowler oh, but in, um, in, in ultimate it, universe prowler is you know miles's uncle. right but in, but in this universe he's better part right yeah, exactly so I, so, like, and, and, and I, I assume that's the way it is in canon like i said i've never read spider punk in a comic before so i'm assuming in canon where spider punk is he's also hobie brown um I, I was just like i was just surprised to see like i knew spider punk the character but i'd never seen him without his yeah. mask so i just i was surprised yeah i just loved that. how like he like gave him the time thing and he's like like he's a like i just i don't know so I'm, I'm getting really into punk music again so it's just Good. like this whole like fucking like Oh fuck the patriarchy! Here's my fucking time device. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like I'm not you. supposed to give it to anyone. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Dude, like whole, I love that shit. The whole world needs more of that fucking punk attitude. We've all become a bunch of fucking pussies. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, eventually we'll get the Spider-Man movie. And, yeah, I'm uh, excited for it. And I'm excited because now it's like a team. Like it's gonna be team versus team. Yeah. You know, because he kind of made like his one team with like what was it? Uh, superior? You no, know, Superior Scarlet? No. The, the Ben Riley one, who's like very existential. Scarlet Spider Man. Scarlet yeah. Spider Man. Like, yeah. like that's like on Miguel's team, and like you know all this shit. So it's gonna be really cool. To... That I had to say. Just last thing I'll say about the movie was the Scarlet Spider was. I was upset to see him not be like a good guy because I loved his '90s ness, and they even animated him in the style yes. of like like he was ripped directly from the comic book pages. Like, and they made yeah, they made him so fucking '90s and broody, and it was. So good. I love. I love. It was Andy Samberg uh, doing that voice, and I loved every second of it. It was so great. Yeah, it was. It was a great movie. Definitely probably one of the better animated movies I've seen. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I got nothing else on that one now, so uh, we'll uh, we'll call that one kaput. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. I'm interested to see pod- how this is the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this is just the podcast. But I'm interested to see how this one ages because we just talked about the strike and then like when the yep. strike eventually ends whenever that'll be like how this ages i'm interested to see i would agree with that too um so we'll be back next time with more movie news and whatever uh i'm matt i'm will <laughs> we'll see you guys Bye. next time <laughs>